everybody. Welcome back to Six Feet Under. This week we have a lot of teens for you. And these teens are going to be cooperating against each other in the game known as Monster Hearts, which we've been talking about for about the past six months, and we're finally going to play it. I know you're excited. Let's meet our cast of lovely teens. Let's have them introduce themselves as they would like to be introduced. Let's start with Ironicus. Hello. Uh, I am Ironicus. I am in this show almost every episode, so you might know me by now. But this week, I'm playing a uh, well, we'll save that. Okay. Just you you yourself are the teen right now. I'm the teen. I am a 27-year-old teenager, yes. <laughs> no, don't say that. Get into the teen in your heart. Okay. I'm here out of uh, respect for authority. Damn it, that's still wrong. <laughs> well, let's move on and give you a little time to catch up because I'm, okay. I know the rest of I know the rest are already excellent teens. Ethel. Say hello, Ethel. Hello. Look up from that smartphone, damn it. I... <laughs> the dinner table. I'm really nervous when I do these things. I don't get to play as much as you guys. Uh, I'm playing... We are saying what we're doing, right? Playing. Not yet. Oh, crap. See? <laughs> um, I'm an idiot. That's my secret role in the group. Hi. I'm done. Okay, good. Nice job. <laughs> Look, they know what to expect from now on, okay? It was honest. Dvac. Hi, I'm Devious Vacuum. You might know me from some LP shit that I do, um, and also the Girl Games Challenge, which is becoming a thing, I guess. I don't know. By the by, the time this comes out, Patrick Lepic will have done it, and then it'll be his thing, I suppose. Because that's how the internet works. Son of a bitch. I know. Um, I'm just a forever teen. I ran a game of Monster Hearts for a long ass time, and a long ass time, and it was, uh, it was really fun. And I'm, I'm very in touch with my inner teen, which was horrible. Ugh. Is horrible. Awful. <laughs> All right, you're in the right mindset. Uh, Violet. Hello, I am Violet. I've been on this show a couple times, so you might recognize my voice. If you don't recognize Violet, fuck you. Well, then you should check out Costume Fairy Adventures Run 1 and uh, uh, 13th Agent Glorantha, because they were both yeah. very, very good. You should just check those out anyways. Check them out, yeah. Oh, come on. And Allie. Hi. Um, I am Ali Shakampora. You might know me because I was on the show once. Um, yeah, Edrigor. And then also I have my own tabletop pad. Little podcast. Uh, uh, you know that I'm a teen because before we started recording, I was on the phone with uh, Hot Topics customer service. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Save the best teen for last. The truest teen of all. That's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, Allie was in Edrigor, which is the was the uh, mm, uh, the superior Bronze Age Thirteenth Age game. <laughs> I do like when we accidentally have theme months, you know? Yeah, I'm just trying to push this one into a rivalry, but it doesn't really work since you were in both. And because we're all friends here. No, they're friends at the table. We can fucking (laughs) kick each other. They have to be friendly. We can... Look, 
You're it's called Six Feet Under because one person gets buried at the end of every. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of situations where one person gets buried at the end, let's talk about romance. Oh. <laughs> so this is going to be, I think, the second part to the pseudo series introduced in comedy and games. This is romance in games. Sure. Yeah. I think romance is uh, an interesting topic because it's something that should be so gameable, but so rarely is. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, like it's, uh, a, it's a game in real life. It's so a like... big, it's a big melodramatic hook. Which uh, you know, you just look at horror, you look at fantasy adventure, uh, and there are these melodramatic hooks everywhere, but. Romance is one that's really underutilized in relative terms. And especially compared to other media. Like, look at how many uh, movies have somebody smooch. It's almost all of them. Yeah, it's, how it's many all, games? It's like a requirement. It's like, oh, well, there's the main lead and the main lead. I guess they're going to kiss. It's kind of it's boring. <laughs> but luckily game spaces where people are interacting and they all have their own crazy, silly ideas allow for a lot more variety in romance. Mm-hmm. You remember Night Witches and also Costume Fairy Revolution Part 2? We... <laughs> I mean, the second one just straight up ended in a polyamorous relationship, was it? which was pretty cool. Well, a yeah. polyamorous first date that, that went well. Uh, and it's been going well ever since. Yeah, that's my headcanon too. Yeah. I mean, it can just be canon when it's sure. you, you know? <laughs> so, I think one of the big things that we talked about during the comedy and games section was how to build the structure that supports comedy and games. So, how do you build a structure to support romance in games? Violet, talk about it. Talk about our game. Talk about the structure you build, Violet. Uh, yeah, sure, okay. Basically, I mean, if I'm going to talk about the specific example of the hyper date zone, it was an instance in a game where a bunch of people went on a date. The whole party went on a date with various NPCs. It was beautiful. Nice. So wait, how many people were there total? Uh, twelve. In one date? Yeah, it was one huge, massive... It started off as a double date. And then another person showed up, and then it just kept going. That's the danger of double dates. It's the the royal rumble of dating. (laughs) (laughs) Who got knocked out first? Anyway, uh, what were the mechanics? So basically the mechanics of that is that the date was broken down. Since it was a meal, it was broken down uh, by time. So there was cocktails, appetizers, (laughs) main course, dessert, and then it was done. And the objective was basically to... To provide people with the kind of uh, stimuli that arise when you're on a date, see how they react, and then based off their reaction, they would uh, make a skill ch- or uh, an ability check that was basically tied to whichever one was the most relevant, and then that would lead to them scoring points if they succeeded. And then as they scored more and more points, they got further. Al- they were given like uh, they were they were deemed to have progressed further and further into the date. Right. And then once it was done, basically they received a bonus in the next fight based off of how well they did. Based on their warm, fuzzy level. I yeah. maxed out my date. It was nice really work. good. Evac um, was incredibly good. good at dates. What do you think is it about the intimate dinner scenario that uh, creates such 
romantic possibilities, even when it's not really intimate because there's 12 dang people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main one of the main things is that one of the other players, um, uh, Ray, his character brought two dates, and one of them oh, was Ray. my character's rival from Wizard School. Oh yeah, and, Ray. and one of our like whole group's rivals, like like one oh. of the members of our of our team, Rocket. And so I was like, George, why did you invite Sarah Sill back? This is this is fucked up, man. I can't believe you would do this to me. I can't believe you would break the bro code like this. And um, and that just kind of erupted into a thing. But luckily, my character Thomas's boyfriend was like really into me starting shit, and so oh, I see. got points for it. And I think that's that's a big, interesting point of romance in gaming is you can see not just how your character reacts, but how they react when they're trying to show off. When they're trying yeah. to be the person that they think their date wants them to be. Yeah, most of the time in role-playing games, you're either telling the truth, oh, I slayed the dragon, or you're lying about having slayed the dragon. There's not usually many chances to have to impress somebody or other, you know, states of mind where you're trying to appear greater than you really are. So that's that might be a good point, just trying to create situations where your character is... Tr- is intentionally appearing more impressive than they are which i I guess kind of happened in 13th age when we impressed the archmage Mm -hmm. which may not have happened yet according to the schedule (laughs) so don't worry about it i like the idea of um of being able to start shit without it being a combat scenario yeah, that's a good point. Um, also, like, I feel like you can't really, like, get mad and yell. You can't, like, get mad at, at, at NPCs the same way. Like um, the kind of starting shit where both sides know that there's no intention of actually doing shit. You're just trying to possibly. Yeah, or, like, just getting into a shouting argument instead of instead of rolling initiative. Yeah. Uh, I like that, inc- <laughs> that inclusion. So, do you think you could apply... The mechanics that you developed for that dating scenario and apply them to all sorts of situations? Would they work outside of the, like, very specific, this is a date scenario? Like, some of the rules, like the date points, would that apply outside of the date? And I think you could basically apply it to, I mean, you could theoretically generalize it to any kind of uh, social situation where people are trying to, uh, I guess, manipulate the feelings of others and to get other people to... I don't want to say agree with them, but to get other people to like them. Yeah. And I think there's... I'm starting to feel like it's kind of a tricky subject to differentiate between just getting people to like you for the purposes of whatever other goal is going on and having that be a goal in and of itself. It's kind of hard to like create the right environment where that's the goal unless that's something that the player wants already which you know hey full full speed ahead dude right yeah it's i think one of the biggest challenges in mechanically having romance in a game is that romance it's not like a combat it doesn't end yeah it keeps going until you fuck up <laughs> yeah i was thinking about i was thinking about that the other day it's like uh, in comedy, we were talking about how the to make comedy happen in Goblin Quest, he Grant Howitt kind of had to build the structure that was intentionally designed to be broken in places. So you end up with garbage like party butter and traffic light apple cola. <laughs> and with romance, you don't really want the structure to be broken so much as you want the structure to be 
you want the structure to develop um, rhythms or rhythms that the player has to get used to over time. So it's going to be a lot slower build-up, I think, this, for it to be done This is something properly. you actually see in a few games that are uh, explicitly made uh, for creating romance. I'm thinking of Shooting the Moon and Kagematsu. Tell me about Shooting the Moon and Kagematsu. Well, uh, they're, they're similar to something Violet just said in that they, uh, they basically end when you do or do not win the attraction of uh, the the beloved, basically. Oh, I see. Uh, mm-hmm. Shooting the Moon is a two to three player game where uh, the two players are uh, playing romantic rivals going for the affection of a, a common person. It's basically Love Triangles the game. Uh, and Kagematsu is a game about uh, specifically... Uh, 1400s Japan and uh, uh, the the village's women are trying to uh, uh, get uh, the attraction of a wandering ronin to defend the village from bandits. Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) But in both cases, uh, both games are regimented out into rounds and your actions, the, the investment you make, develops your character, and in the end, you find out whether uh, you you win love, and in Kagematsu's case, whether that your love is strong enough to defend from the threat. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my rhythm idea that I chanced upon because that between the rounds in that and the dinner courses in uh, the Violet Hyperdate system trademark uh there it's kind of like there are opportunities to develop or opportunities to advance and then opportunities to kind of retreat and introspect and plan mm-hmm. and that's also pretty different you, from comedy there, there's because something to be said for the break things for the importance of structure in creating any sort of uh, game experience you want, because right. games are structures. Like, yeah, that's true. Just look at uh, the value of the Escalation die in 13th Age, Yeah, uh, really selling the, oh no, you're overwhelmed, oh, you're fighting your way back, and eh, now you're an unstoppable, big finishing move, you know? Yeah, maybe for romance it would be worthwhile to, well, going with the round idea might be worthwhile to have for your characters. If you happen to be designing a game about romance at home, here's an idea for you. Just have periods of alternating, uh, what, extroversion and introversion, kinda? Like, periods to expend all your energy trying to win their affections and then rebuild your energy trying to fucking, okay, talk yourself up. Here comes, here comes the date night. Okay, you got this. You got the chocolate, you got the roses. Oh, you got this. You're gonna fuck it up. No, no, you got this. You know, that kind of thing. Everybody can relate to that, especially the... Anxiety-based gameplay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) when you put it like that, maybe the periods of introspection should be a little shorter than the periods of extroversion. Well, I think that's actually a really important factor of that in terms of if we're talking about what is romance in games, and you would have to think about it in terms of, like, what is romance in life that we're trying to emulate? And let's face it, that is a huge part of romance. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. It's point. not sunshine and flowers. It's oh god, do they like me? Am I gonna fuck up? <laughs> There's got to be the fear, I guess. 
or else it's less romance and more just, oh, I rolled a charisma check to seduce pretty barmaid, which is the level of romance that you see in, say, 90% of Dungeons and Dragons games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, well, I mean, it's not what that game is about, you know? Yeah. You you can make your game about uh, interpersonal relationships, but then if the rules don't support it, then... That's, yeah. that's just you and where you find your fun, not the game. If you don't want to play like a complete romance-centric game like Shoot the Moon, but you do want to play a game that has element or deeper relationships than is usually mm-hmm. allowed in Dungeons & Dragons, uh, well, 13th Age obviously has it with icon relationships, which you can also kind of twist around and have relationships with your fellow players. Like, okay, I rolled a six on my relationship with Grabthar, um, in my next battle, we're going to do a cool team-up attack, and then we're going to smooch. Oh, man, Grabthar... And... Grabthar and I have been Grabthar together for six grabber. months, and it's like it's still the first day, you know? He's still grabbing gold. Gra- Grabthar always makes it special. So, yeah, that or... That's a real good, easy tweak, and Apocalypse Engine games all have bonds or strings or... Anything like that, they, like they Monster Hearts has strings. They all have some way of yeah me- measuring yeah. the relationship between. Yeah, and the majority PCs. of them have the same system between PCs and NPCs. Like Fellowship has uh, bonds with uh, allies, where if you lose the bonds, they just kind of peace out. I mean, even uh, <laughs> oh, I just thought of this. How great would it be if a worldwide wrestling uh, oh, character? Yeah was all like th- there was a romance based angle and the heat was how tragic their love was yeah that's yep <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my next character sorry Johnny Youngbots you're, you're going into stables well it can just be Johnny Youngbots though it can be Johnny Young loves no there's nothing there oh, oh dear oh dear so I think that's a pretty good chunk of stuff about how to generate the structure for uh, your romance if you're on the GM or game designer side. But how about for players? If you're a player and you want to have some romance in your game, what what are what are some good strategies? How can you develop a romance? How can you say prevent yourself from shooting down somebody else's romance because that could be pretty bad? I think. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that I think one of the most important things uh, when introducing romance to an existing game is getting an understanding of where everybody feels on that subject. Yeah. Because it's very easy for romance in a game to become too real. Yeah, that's true. It can. De- it's definitely like going to subjects where you might need the X card and other systems like that. Romance is pretty close to those. So Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very sensitive angle for a lot of people. You want to be careful. And especially with it, using the X card would be a great idea because there, it's extremely likely that people won't know that they're not comfortable with something until it's happening, especially in the romantic angle where it's like, oh, yeah. it suddenly reminds me of something and uh, let's not do that. <laughs> There's also, uh, you want to put right up front that you are not your characters, and you know, you care about them, and you like them, but wanting to smooch Grabthar isn't the same as wanting to smooch Jerry. Jerry? Jerry's the the player of Grabthar in this example. (laughs) Yeah, I got that. Okay. But then, I mean, if 
if we assume that we uh, we have we have a group of people who who have worked it out, they they are aware of what's going on. Everybody seems to be comfortable with with integrating uh, romance in a degree into the campaign, right? And it's kind of a, a question of, uh, I think, one of the most difficult things with putting romance into a campaign is that assume that you have, like, a group of five or six people. Okay, I'm assuming. Romance is, for most groups, it's going to be very personal, and it's very hard to kind of make sure that you've got, like, an even flow. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so I think that's obviously uh, one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of people uh, would face going into that. Well, I think that would work itself out. If everybody in the group was equally interested in romance, I think it would work itself out. Like, maybe you would have to involve NPCs in the romance. Maybe... Yeah, I mean, there's always the possibility of having... uh, polyamorous relationships obviously or but, or even if not everybody is interested they find their spotlight elsewhere you yeah just, exactly like yeah. okay you guys have fun with that uh, grab well, bar, i'm gonna be doing my doing. solo heist next week and i'm gonna look so badass <laughs> yeah like, you yeah. all you look you all need to go on a hyper date with the five emissaries while i rob them blind okay okay in our game right now, we have we don't have any uh, the the game that Violet is is DMing for uh, for me and, and uh, some other people. Um, all of our romance is between the characters and and NPCs, and um, it's it's different levels. Like my character, I, I like wanted to make irresponsible uh, romance decisions, and then it ended up working out in the end. Um, but uh, but then Ray's character uh, it, like has like he has like genuine moments where he like role plays genuine like this genuine affection for for other characters and it's like really touching and sweet, um, and uh, and that's really nice too. But then like in my Monster Hearts game we had uh, Panzer and Cowbox wanted to they wanted to have a will they won't they relationship that that, that spanned out forever. <laughs> and they would like have meetings into infinity. They would have like meetings before the game where they would separately like plan out what they were going to do and how they were going to emotionally react to each other that oh session. That's great. So that so that you know so that they would have these like classic misunderstandings and stuff like that, like That's without great. telling anyone else about it. So they would just happen, and it was it was really really so fun. And so I like that. Great. Element. Put on a soap. Two of the players put on a soap opera for the other three. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and everybody else had like some other. You know, some other thing that was happening, but their thing that was happening to them specifically what had to do with each other. So I have a good question on behalf of, oh, let's say like 10 to 15 percent of listeners who are like, uh, this, why should I care about romance? Why would I want to put it in my game? Uh, what's the advantage? What's in it for me, boss? Who wants to feel that for me? Well, well I mean, uh, it's fun, I you know? know. <laughs> yeah, it's also like a personal thing. Like if you don't right. see the value of having romance in your game, it doesn't have to be there. There you go. Yeah, but I don't um, see it. But I might if you would just explain to me why it's fun. Oh, I'm just so on the fence about this. Mm-ah. It any sort of strong emotional in- engagement, which is kind of at the root of what romance is, 
it is something that you can play with. It's a, it can be a big motivator, and it can really add a lot of color. The same way, like, I don't know, we, we wouldn't really need to have a topic about how to make vengeance work in your games, because everybody does that. But I think, <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Ro romance has so much in common with that in, in a game space, except for all the baggage that surrounds it, that makes people kind of want to treat it with kid gloves. Yeah. Also with Vengeance, it's kind of, well, cause and effect. They wronged me, now I want revenge, and then once revenge is done, you're set. But romance <laughs> is kind of a ever-evolving thing. That is very, very true, yes. Yeah. So, I think that's the fun of romance, is going to be that, unlike a lot of other simple, simpler relationships that crop up in uh, games where they're already pre-established, like, oh, we're friends, we're adventuring buddies, it's something that's going to evolve and change. And that is, again, something that the Apocalypse Engine does really well, uh, especially Dungeon World, because uh, when a relationship changes, you get experience for it. So, like, if you go from being friends to being friends, <laughs> then you would get experience for it. So there's a mechanical benefit for you, Mr. What's-in-it-for-me. Yeah, and then... Or Mrs. or... You, you follow the arc all the way through a divorce, and that's a lot of XP right there. Yeah, yeah you're going to be a level 80 barbarian <laughs> of feelings. I like that it lets you experience, uh, like, like... It's it's like reality TV. Like you can you can uh, see this like very like emotionally charged like crazy situation or ridiculous situation, and um, uh, you can you can make uh, you can make bad decisions, and it's and it's okay, and you can like make decisions just to like stir shit up and see what happens. Um, which is fun because, you know, like, like you play, you might, you know, you, you can't um, kill things with a sword in real life and you probably wouldn't want to, uh, to make uh, a lot of uh, bad, you know, you wouldn't want to make bad relationship decisions in, in real life. But when you're doing something like role playing teens who we know make bad relationship decisions, it lets you, uh, it lets you play that out for laughs and, uh, and get to like kind of experience that and do that and, and not, um, not actually do it in real life. So then it's funny instead of actually sad. Yeah, like just like just like killing a dragon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kill the I dragon mean, or love the dragon. It's also just like another interesting way to have your character engage with the world that isn't like, oh, I pulled my sword out. Um <laughs> like uh so I recently there was a recent episode on front of the table where uh my character was like kind of having a standoff with another character but uh, I like immediately decided that my character like was kind of impressed and like immediately developed a little crush on like this other bounty hunter and that like changed the way that I was uh, fighting with her because I was like I don't want to kill this lady like I want to ask her if she wants to go get a drink with me <laughs> um, so that's like it's just like a fun way to navigate things to kind of see like oh hey I have this character but like they exist in this world and they have opinions of this world and like whether or not they think someone is cute is part of that because that's like what being a person is yeah um i think just yeah just keep your eyes open for it just <laughs> like know your character well know what situations they might be like oh i want to take them out for a nice <laughs> cup of molten gold yeah or whatever weird fantasy drink you have in your intricate three-tone <laughs> world building 
Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to play a, an ancient Roman suicide simulator, molten gold is the drink of choice. But <laughs> where can I, I play know. that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, check on Kickstarter. I guess it's a pretty short game, probably. <laughs> like, hey, limited on time. Hey, um, this is the first tabletop game for your commute. <laughs> now I'm, I really... I'm still. It's in beta. It'll be on Kickstarter soon. <laughs> I really want to play like a cool rock lady who drinks gold. Alright. See, there you go. <laughs> who will the rock lady romance? Maybe it'll be you. Um, <laughs> do we have any other final thoughts? Uh, I guess I'd like to point out one thing that comes up that we haven't even discussed because uh, I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone but I think we would all think it's a juvenile thought is the idea that romance in games always leads to uh, or will eventually lead to people just describing their uh, uh, bedroom fantasies at the table while other people really awkwardly look down at their phones wondering please god when is it going to end which is really not the case outside of people's like nightmares I guess like (laughs) if if you're with a group that you trust yeah, like that's you'll not... trust them enough to know that if they get too close to something you're uncomfortable with, they'll stop. And... Breathe in, breathe out, move past the stereotypes, and maybe you'll have some fun. Yeah, like if something like that was going to happen, it probably would have happened already in another form. Where yeah, sick and tired <laughs> of this player, like okay, we get it. You chopped off the dragon's head. It's been <laughs> three hours. We know what your sword looks like. And hey, it's maybe... okay. <laughs> Oh, your sword. <laughs> Tell me about your sword. Hey, maybe there's a group where everybody really wants to do that, and that's cool too, you know? Mm-hmm. Just make sure that everybody's on the same level. Like, make sure yeah. that communication is open and honest. Like, obviously, between characters, communication doesn't have to be open and honest because you have to have secret crushes. But between players, everything should always yeah. be open and honest. And I think it's at a least lot about of things fun. at the table. You shouldn't be able to just turn to Jerry and ask where are the bodies, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry should be allowed to keep that for himself, at least for a while. Uh, when you talk about uh, being open and honest uh, around the table, I think it's fun for the person whose character is the target of the secret crush to be in. Yeah, on to that be secret. in on this. Yeah, to see so like. And now my character is going to. Take off their shirt and whip their hair around. Yeah, Be- being oblivious is less fun than playing oblivious and getting playing invested. Be one of the getting to have fun, fun with that. Yeah. Okay, so I have one last challenge for everybody here. Um, I'm going to give you a full 30 seconds to do this. Um, I want you to come up with a couplet for me about why romance in games is great. So here we go. I'm going to give you a full 30 seconds that I'll edit out later. Here we go. Go. I got it. Locked in. Okay. So everybody ready? Are some people ready? (laughs) (laughs) Some people are ready. I know that. Go for it. Okay. Let's start with Ironicus then. Engage with the unknown and see how far thy heart has flown. Aww. That sucks. Who's next? <laughs> Two out of ten. 
I got one. Get out. All right. So, you want a bonus skeleton? Well, maybe you're not the only one. You may say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but that couplet sucked. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Allie. Oh, um... Is you this supposed to be? <laughs> is this supposed to be, like, lyrical? <laughs> Everyone else's are really impressive. The judges are harsh, but oh, fair. Okay. <laughs> um... I don't, it's, it's just like a cool way to engage with characters and have fun with your friends. I like that one best. I don't yeah. know what the hell you two were trying. <laughs> Give it's a skeleton a lovely kiss. It's an opportunity you won't want to miss. <laughs> Did, did we point out that it doesn't necessarily have to be skeletons as well? Did I miss that? I mean, but it... I mean, it, your true it, feelings it, are really on display here. <laughs> You're talking to the woman who has a document called Romanced by the Skeleton sitting on her desktop. <laughs> I'm really excited about it, too. <laughs> well, we can read excerpts from that later. From For now, Ethel. That is an interesting way of pronouncing my name. Ethel. Uh, Ether. Uh, that's how I get my romance. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get the number of syllables right. Okay. Uh, in real life, I know only the love of a dog, but my heart is fulfilled by the love of this NPC hog. Okay. Uh... I didn't say it would be good. Yeah, that, it's an ode to the Animal Farm role-playing game. <laughs> that is not a game full of love. You misread that. <laughs> Two legs Look, bad, I read the first four half legs of that book, hot. everything works out. <laughs> Good night, Some folks. Some pigs are better than other pigs, yeah. <laughs>